I'm here because I wanted to talk to you about us. Eric, I am so very excited this week for our. I am too. I am too, John. (laughs) (laughs) Should we? How should we introduce her to our fans? (laughs) We should say. I'll say one descriptor, then you say a descriptor, then I'll say another descriptor. Okay, we'll tag team, and then you can say the name, the first name, and I'll say the last name. All right, great. Okay. She is an actor, a writer, a teacher. It is Julie Brister. Yay! Yay. Hi. Also a good friend that uh, yes, I, I ha- that lives down the street from John, but I have not seen in a long time. So this right. is a lovely to see your face. So wonderful to see you, Alec. <laughs> get a woo you too. I'm I miss you. I miss you, Julie. I miss you so much. <laughs> we're gonna talk about Madonna today. We're huh? gonna get we're gonna get caught up in that. Yeah. Realm. So this this episode is coming out the day after Thanksgiving. So we're very grateful and thankful. And so we're talking about oh. we're gonna talk about her benefits, all of her, you know, her, her the the, the giving the, back the wonderful giving. charity work oh, that Madonna's done. That makes sense. That makes oh my god, I'm still full from yesterday. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but before I have we a, a tangential Madonna story, I don't know if you want to hear it. Yeah, of course. This was the Blonde Ambition tour. Uh-huh. I've been living in New York for about a year ish, maybe a year and change. And you know how when you move to New York, especially if you move to New York from somewhere else and you see people screaming at somebody else on the street and it's like, oh, like when people <laughs> fight or lose their mind mm-hmm. or really just like ah, scream at somebody on the street, it's like, oh my God, I love seeing that, but that'll never happen to me. <laughs> and I, I was at my friend Troy and Warren's house and they lived on Worcester near Houston mm-hmm. okay. and down the street from their house from their loft was this brand new Keith McNally restaurant called 150 Worcester, which was the shit at the time. It was the big hoi polloi restaurant. It was just this garage and everybody was clamoring to get in there. And one day I was at Troy and Warren's and they gave me a bunch of books and it was like a Sunday night. And I left their place with this big stack of books and I headed to Houston to catch a cab home to the same little apartment I mentioned earlier on Fifth Street between Second and the Bowery. And there are no cabs. It's really, really hard to find a cab. And finally, I see a light and I'm like, put the books down to get the cab. And all of a sudden, this man cuts in front of me, gets the cab, goes across the street, gets the cab and directs it to in front of 150 Worcester. And I lost it. That was like the moment that I just screamed bloody murder at this man. I was like, you fucking asshole. And I was so angry and I scooped up my books and I just started walking east uh, to see if I, I could get one. And I finally get one and I get home and I'm still super sore about it. And I was like, what can I do? <laughs> what what can I do to get them back? 
what recourse and, do I have? In yes. Situation? What can I do to 150 to Keith McNally and 150 Worcester and to that stupid to the people that work there? And I remember Madonna was playing that night at Madison Square Garden, and so I called 150 Worcester and I said. Hi, I'm calling from Liz Rosenberg's office. Madonna would like to come by after her show tonight with 25 people, with some of her dancers <laughs> and an entourage. Would you have room available? And they're like, yes, yes. Could we have a phone number? And I gave them my phone number and then hung up the phone. And about 20 minutes later, my phone rings and I answered like Janine, Liz Rosenberg's office, just assuming that that's what it was. And they're like, we're calling to confirm Madonna coming by 150 Worcester tonight after her show. And I said, absolutely, and hung up the phone. And then I never heard back from them. That's amazing. Wow. So I don't know if it worked or not, but like, I'm pretty sure that it did. <laughs> That's ballsy, Julie. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They, but they didn't call again when it didn't happen? No, I didn't get yeah. a, a call that night. I may have even right. taken my phone off the hook. Wow. I don't remember, but yeah, that's my tangential Madonna story. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's a great one. Thanks. I don't now remind me not to cross you. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that already? <laughs> I'll get a I'll get a phone call that I'll, that it's like, is this Donald, like you sit in with your uh yeah, your with your team? podcast? <laughs> Just the podcast. But Donna would like to be interviewed on the celebration celebration. I'd be like, uh yeah, John. I don't think I've ever done anything like that again, but like it seemed it's fitting for that time. Oh no, I've done other things that are kind of revengey. <laughs> Never mind. I'm terrible. not have said in like the 80s that she was anything other than like a flash in the pan mm -hmm. like I yeah. I was not a fan at all but like and and I think the music of that era it's obvious that it to me that it's not like her voice necessarily it is and yet it's like Still just finding herself and getting her. She, it's finding herself, but it's also like music companies. This is like pre-Maverick. Right. And then once she had control or more control over what she was doing, like I feel like her musicality improved. Her like she became much more of an artist 
uh, her artistry really began to show itself. Right, like in the beginning, it was like she was a very good pop, like teen pop star. But yeah. She wasn't a teen. She wasn't a teenager. But it but was she, music for for right for, yeah. for thirteen year old girls. Yeah, and she was really good at that. But it, you, well, well, we'll talk about when we talk about some of the performances that we're going to talk about now. But rewatching Live Aid, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you. you she's up there doing her thing but there's a way in which i'm like if we didn't know what was going to happen next with right. her at that no. point yeah at that at that point like she was so huge but it, it was all very surface yeah there was not a lot of depth there until much until later when do you think that was for you like is there for you an album that you think like oh this is her I'm going to say I love the erotica album and I love the song Deeper and Deeper. Like that's my favorite Madonna song. But personally, it's Ray of Light on. Gotcha. Like that music from her Kabbalah period, like I feel like is just consistently interesting. And it's also much more like um, connected to house music. A lot of her, her, all those songs like hung up that are more connected to Real dance music, I love. Do you like that Confessions album? I love that album. That's a good That's album. A great album. So would you consider yourself, you said you weren't a fan originally, but now would you be like, I'm a Madonna fan? Yeah, I would say I absolutely am because she's such a powerhouse performer. Like she's yeah. absolutely astounding on stage. She's incredible. We haven't talked about it yet, but like the, uh, was it the Live 8? Uh-huh. The one where she had the Romani... Oh, musicians yeah, yeah. singing La Isla Bonita. Uh, La yeah. Isla Bonita that that transitions into yeah. Hung Up. Oh, she's incredible. She's abs and she was in that she's fit, she's like a month shy of turning 50. Yeah, it's a pretty impressive little mini set that they do. Yeah. That was yeah. very impressive to me. In the beginning, like like when Madonna like I was a I was a, a punk. Uh-huh. I was a punk. Sure. I didn't like Madonna. No. Oh, really? She's a thief. <laughs> That's she how I st- looked at her. I you looked think at her. She's and, stole, stealing from Debbie Harry. From everyone. No, she's stealing from street kids. Like oh, yeah, uh, yeah. the bracelets, the crucifixes, all of that. Like, I was like, you bitch. You're stealing. <laughs> you're stealing our look. Uh-huh. And. <laughs> And I, I, that's how I felt about her at that time. But I did like, secretly, I loved Into the Groove, mm-hmm. Holiday. Yeah. There are songs that I really, really enjoyed. Like, yeah, but you were, but it music. wasn't, you, but you weren't allowed to say it out loud to your friends. Absolutely you were, not. Yeah. Absolutely not. No, we were talking about Sisters of Mercy. <laughs> we were not talking about Madonna. Susie and the Banshees. <laughs> yes. Susie. Susie was much cooler than Madonna was. So have you ever seen yeah. Madonna live, like uh, perform? You're shaking. But I've seen Susie. No. Yeah, I'm a no. <laughs> uh, no. Sorry. Sorry, I forgot. This is a, a, an oral medium. Uh, uh, no. Well, we, can never... narrate. we can narrate. <laughs> she said, no. No, I've never seen her live. I have seen Susie and the Banshees live, but never Madonna. When you just shook your head no, you did it slowly enough that I thought for a second that the answer was going to be yes. I thought you were like turning your head to the side to be like, how can I tell them that I 
Right, because yes, I'm embarrassed. You're super fans. <laughs> your your audience is super fans. Who am I to come here and talk about these live performances when I've never really seen her live? I have seen her live on YouTube. Okay, that's that counts. <laughs> live okay, on then. YouTube. <laughs> Much of what I've I've only seen her live a couple of times. Are you planning to see the celebration tour when it comes to LA? I have not bought a ticket. I don't know that I will. Like they're expensive. It's yeah, like I don't know. I posted a thing on Instagram fairly recently where I found these tickets from 1986. I saw the cure for like eleven dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> I have a hard time justifying spending several like, hundred dollars. Yeah, several hundred dollars for an an evening to see somebody at a distance. Yeah, yeah. Tickets to, tickets to concerts used to be like twenty bucks. Yeah, it was nothing. It was also Broadway shows too. I think. Yeah, I'd have a hard time seeing some Broadway, like when when Hamilton, like what was the the lowest ticket price at Hamilton? If you weren't so lucky to get in the lottery, wasn't it? Oh like, yeah, a couple hundred. At least you know that uh, does not like that really kind of strips. I I guess I'm cheap. Is that is that how I should put it? Is, is that the takeaway? Is that is, although I don't think I'm cheap because like I use quality toilet paper and right. order DoorDash every, like well, every other day. Well, maybe if you didn't, then you could see Madonna. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay, that's the lesson here to use Scott that's tissue. your avocado toast. Yeah, and make my own egg salad. I can't assume, Julie. Uh, and I do have it in there. I do have it. <laughs> I do. Well, before we talk about Madonna's benefit performances, I have some trivia questions. Oh, shit. <laughs> These are all about Susie and the Banshees? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I told it like Madonna music, I'm a 2.5. Madonna life, I'm like a five. But like. Yeah. In terms of well, five being five being expert, and well, having an aware reading reading page six if she's in it, like yeah, having a, the general knowledge. You're of, up to date. Uh, yeah, fairly, fairly. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That's what you texted me because I texted you and said, "What's your generalized knowledge?" And you did say two point five for music, five point oh for life, Madonna's life. So I went with music questions. Oh, perfect. Because <laughs> I want them to be challenging. Okay. Okay, ready? There's five questions. Okay. According to Patrick Leonard, one of her producers, mm -hmm. according to Patrick Leonard, which song did her record company, which was, I believe, Sire at the time, tell Madonna would end her career if she released it as a single? And I'm going to give you choices. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Papa Don't Preach, Like a Virgin, Erotica, Live to Tell, or Oh Father? I would say Like a Virgin. Okay. I'm going to guess Papa Don't Preach. Those are very good guesses. <gasps> but they're not right. <gasps> <laughs> uh, do I have to uh, hit myself? <laughs> what Flashlight? is the correct answer? Uh, the answer is Live to Tell. And the reason why was because she was at that point, like we talked about, like a teen pop music sensation and Live to Tell was a ballad and it was a long ballad and it didn't fit with what was on the radio. 
at the time uh-huh. and it like you know it came to like a place where it got quiet like silent and then like a pause and then started again so the record company found it very like not single friendly but madonna was like i don't care i'm releasing it anyway sean's wow. making me <laughs> you won't let me out of this chair right he's tied me down she, I, I love that video even though it's like a lot of stuff from that movie but that video the dress that she's wearing she's wearing like the kind of dress that was very popular of the day it's kind of like mm-hmm. a 1940s shape yeah dowdy dress yeah in the live eight or live earth performance she's wearing like a, a similar, similar kind of, of a black yeah and it reminded me of that in the video for live to, for live to tell sorry if that's a like not a very interesting tidbit no it is but... it is i noticed that dress too it's like a very classic it's like, like... italian widow's weeds yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, there's a cut track from Like a Prayer, a track that didn't make it onto the album, but it's leaked online. The song is called Angels with Blank Faces, and that's not the ti- that's not the title. The blank is we're going to fill in the word. <laughs> okay. Okay, ready? Your choices are Angels with Devil Faces, Angels with Dirty Faces, Angels with Darker Faces, Angels with Deadly Faces or angels with desperate faces letter d d d <laughs> devil mm. dirty devil dirty desperate. darker deadly um, desperate well angels with deadly faces or angels with dirty faces was a movie that was remade with Sean Penn and Robert De Niro i forgot oh, okay. what the remake was called it's really the original is a very delightful movie where like these it's a western crooks, right No, no. So these gangsters hide in a, a convent or a school for girls to kind of hide from the from the police. Oh, is and it Sister Act? Yes. It basically it's that, like Sean Sister Sister Act has some is like a ten, tangentially related to like yes. the seats uh-huh. of the plot. But I don't know. I don't think it's going to be dirty. I think so it's... then your choices are angels with devil faces, angels with darker faces, angels with deadly faces or desperate faces. Uh no, I'm going to say dirty. Yeah, I'm going to say dirty because yeah, I think that Madonna would want to use the word dirty. What do you oh, think, John? That's what my first thought was, but then I was like, but I think that's a movie, but I still could see Madonna doing that. Cuz like White Heat, was that oh, that's like a James Cagney. Yeah. Well, he's in the like he's in the song. Or yeah. the, I mean, yes. Yeah. Audio clips of him are in the song. He does back. He's singing back up. Yeah. James Cagney. <laughs> Madonna. Before she got James Donna Delory. It was, yes. <laughs> James Cagney. Yeah, I'll also go with Dirty. Dirty. James Cagney of Cagney and Lacey. Yes. Oh, right. That Cagney. James Cagney and Lacey Chabert. <laughs> Why didn't have those two teamed up yet? <laughs> It is Angels with Dirty Faces. Ah. Yeah. Woo!
Okay, the 1989 Pepsi commercial uh. that just <laughs> is getting some re-attention right. again recently. Oh, why? Um, they kind of re-released it. Oh. Yeah, Pepsi, and they like said something about like to Madonna for never compromising or something like that. Pepsi did? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they fucked her. Yeah. Well, they still paid her, but yeah. Yeah, they fucked her though. <laughs> it aired twice, once during the Grammys, and then the next week it aired during which TV show? The Cosby Show, Cheers, LA Law, Roseanne, or Who's the Boss? I'm gonna say LA Law. Seth okay. was on a little later. <laughs> La La. La La. Susan Day's L.A. Law. <laughs> Corbin Burnson's L.A. Law. It's Harry Ham... No, Harry Hamlin. Which one was he on? L.A. Law. Oh, that was right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was The Cosby Show. Really? Do you remember that? No, but I remember hearing that. It's The Cosby Show. Oh, wow. Outro- yeah. Highly Who knew it would be easier to watch the Madonna Pepsi commercial than an episode of The Cosby Show in Okay, ready? (laughs) Yes. Okay, Madonna, because of a song that she was, she got accused by like uh, conservative groups of promoting promiscuity based on this single. And her publicist, Liz Rosenberg said, she's just singing a song. And the song is Like a Virgin, Erotica, Papa Don't Preach, Material Girl, or Justify My Love. I also think this one, although it was wrong the first time, is <laughs> like a virgin. Okay. I usually know all the Liz Rosenberg quotes. <laughs> well, you, you worked for her office. Show, right? You worked for her office. I, yes, I was Janine, worked in her office. <laughs> so you probably put out that statement. <laughs> yes, and, and if memory serves, going through the going through the press releases of my mind. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure it's like a virgin. Like like a virgin was so controversial. Yeah. When it first came out. Yeah. She's I'm gonna just, go with erotica just to come up with a different one. Okay. I I didn't tell you the whole quote that that Julie you released from Liz's office because if <laughs> oh, I had you might know I the, knew there was more. Yeah. <laughs> Like that rings a bell, but it doesn't feel like the complete statement. Liz was not that. <laughs> There's <terse>. more. <laughs> yeah, she's very verbose. She never used yeah. a few words when more words would do. <laughs> the quote is declared Madonna was quote singing a song, not taking a stand. Oh. oh. So what are the choice? What are the? What then are it's this? Papa Don't Preach. Yeah, Papa Don't Preach. It's Papa Don't Preach. Yeah. Yeah, not my favorite song. Well, it was like such it. a tricky one because it was like she's keeping her baby. Pro-choice, act, you know, advocates were like, "Oh, she's 
being pro-life and pro-life people were like She's, yeah having sex before marriage sex. Not, yeah we don't nobody it, a song that made everybody angry <laughs> right that's madonna yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. That was when she got that that weird haircut. Yeah, we can all agree that we don't like this. <laughs> this song makes excellent. Us Although there is that pretty guy. Yo, yeah, yeah, he's super pretty. Yeah, and Danny Aiello. Oh, and Danny Aiello was daddy as Papa, mm-hmm. the titular, the titular Papa. Papa. <laughs> My friend Renee. Back in the '90s, I think was like work as a ser- working as a server, and Danny Aiello was eating by himself in her section, and he was flirting with her, and oh. she was like, she was real pretty, and he goes, "Do you know who I am?" And she, Renee went, "Uh huh, Papa, don't preach." <laughs> <laughs> and how did he respond to that? <laughs> and I think he was like humbled. okay last question whom did madonna blame for the tepid success of oh father as a single she released oh father as a single it did not it kind of broke a string of like number one or top five you know singles and she blamed somebody for it I'm going to give you some choices. All right. All righty. Patrick Leonard, David Fincher, Warren Beatty. Number four is she blamed two people, Liz Rosenberg and Freddie DeMann. And number five is she blamed herself. Hmm. She should blame herself. I think she's either going to blame herself or it was very specific having Liz and uh, together with Freddie DeMann. That could oh, be. Gotcha. That so Pat- could be. Patrick Patrick Leonard was like her producer on it. David Fincher directed the video. Yeah. Warren Beatty was coming into her life and maybe having influence over uh-huh. some decisions that she's making at this point. Mm-hmm. Liz Rosenberg's her publicist, Freddie Demands her manager, also having influence. But ultimately, it's Madonna's choice, and so that's right. why she could be herself. I don't know that the Madonna of that time would be very <laughs> likely as a Leo to take responsibility for That's her true. Own when actions. was this question asked of her? Because that could I, I could see any of these being the answer, depending on on like it was blowing. Right. Is she like looking back and being like, now that I look back mm. at no, it was in the moment. It was like as the single so she because, hated Warren Beatty at that time for sure. Because no, of right before Dick Tracy. Yeah, she's getting ready to go into oh. Dick Tracy. Oh, but so 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 she's saying this at the time. Yeah, she's saying this at the time because what happened was they needed like a hit. They needed like a, a hit going into it. So she had to like then make the Vogue video really fast. I'm um, gonna I'm gonna say the... a wild card and I'm gonna say David Fincher. Okay. She's going to blame the, because she, she, like, who was David Fincher at that time? She's going to blame, she didn't like the video. I'm going to go Warren Beatty. I'm I'm thinking it's going to be like Warren needed, we needed to, she, he needed her to pivot to Dick Tracy. And so she couldn't do the sort of like put in the, the work to promote the single. Okay. Julie, you did it. <gasps> <laughs> this is the quote that I have from David Fincher via Mark Andrews in Madonna Song by Song. Oh, yeah. so. 
Fincher said, she came back to me and said, you screwed me up. You wanted, oh, because he really liked the song and wanted to make a video for it. And so Madonna was like, okay, let's do it. Cause he had a very, they had a very strong vision for it. So David Fincher said, she came back to me and said, you screwed me up. You wanted to make this video for the song and no one liked the song. And I went to bat for you. And now I have to make a video by Tuesday. Oh, and then, so you have to do Vogue. Yeah. He said, what's the song called? And she said, Vogue. But I think that's funny that she was like, you screwed me up. You made me make a video and no one liked the song. Not no one yeah. liked the video. No one liked uh, the song. Wow. Huh. And then the Vogue video. I didn't know that David Fincher directed the Vogue video. Yeah, he did that. He also did Express Yourself. Without these videos, we would never have had Mind Hunter <laughs> and been deprived of a third season. So we can blame Madonna for that? We can blame Madonna for not getting a third for e, not getting Madonna, a third. We will blame <laughs> for being deprived of a third season of Mind Hunter. Let's talk about Live Aid. Let's talk right. about her benefits. So yeah, so Madonna, she has five major benefit performances. The first one is Live Aid. So that happened on July 13th, 1985. Here's some information on that. So it was organized by Bob Geldof and Midge Yuri to raise money to fight famine in Ethiopia. It consisted of two concerts held simultaneously, one at Wembley Stadium in London and the other at JFK Stadium in Philadelphia. The shows were attended by 72,000 and 100,000 people, while a t the TV broadcast reached a 1.9 billion global audience. It was the largest benefit event of the time, and the lineup included performances by Queen, David Bowie, U2, Sting, Phil Collins, Elton John, The Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, Eric Clapton, Paul McCartney, The Who, and newcomer Madonna, who performed in Philadelphia. And she was introduced by Bette Midler, and Bette Midler said, described her as the woman whose name has been on everyone's lips for the last six months, a woman who pulls herself up by her bra straps and has been known to let them down, down occasionally. <laughs> I can I can still hear Bette Midler saying that, like the cadence. She's been known to let them down occasionally. <laughs> Bruce Valanche like really coached she's her on how to say. She's hot. She's a lot like a virgin. She's Madonna. Is that what she says? I think so. Yeah. And so this was a month after the Virgin tour had ended and three and a half months after the movie Desperately Seeking Susan came out and the album True Blue was, would be coming out later that year, but it had not come out yet. And in um, May, she's on the cover of Time magazine. At the like, height of her fame, like, or, yeah. or uh, like approaching the height. The ascendancy, yeah. The, the, yeah. In, the, in the ascendancy. She's in the ascendant period. It was also, because I checked, 90 degrees and muggy mm. in Philadelphia that yeah. day in mm -hmm. July. And she's wearing a lot of layers. She wears a she wears a lot of layers on a very very hot day. I like the look that I like that it's somehow like consistent with her what she's been doing up until that point, but it's a little mm -hmm. bit more like grown up. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely like I'm not dressing for teenagers anymore. No, no. This is her first benefit. Yeah. It's, the colors are kind of muted and pretty pastels. She's got a lot of jewelry on, but it's not costumey jewelry. It's like gold, a lot of gold. Yes. So it's like still crucifixes, but not 
It's like thin, you know, it's yeah. like a big chunky necklace or bracelet. And yeah. given that she came off the tour, is, I'm sure that this is part of it, it is very, very dance heavy, dance <laughs> yeah. focused. And, and through much of it, or at least through the first two songs, she's the only woman on stage. Like, I don't think there yeah, are... Yeah, her. She had two backup dancers. One, I think, was on the tour, but I think one of them was not. Yeah, I think Michael Pena is the one who, uh-huh. on her, over her right shoulder. Yeah. yeah. The, the president the, couldn't come. Yeah. President and they Johnson have very... You can tell that she's having fun, or she's at least pretending to have fun, and so are the dancers. Yes. Like, they yeah. have good communication on stage, and they are eliciting a lot of joy from each other. Yeah, I guess we say she does Holiday uh, is the first number. And yeah, I mean, it's the, it seems like it's basically just like the, the tour, choreography. the tour choreography with the tambourines mm-hmm. and the yeah, backup dancers. Oh, yeah. And Holiday, like at the end, she does like this big <laughs> lip lick, like at the oh. end. She, she like sticks her tongue like out of her mouth. And I was like, that is way before long wearing lipstick. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> She's going to sweat it off anyway. She just ate some wax. (laughs) (laughs) Which she does again in Body of Evidence. Yes. (laughs) This is where she gets a taste for it. Yeah, that's "Hmm." where... (laughs) Put a pin in this. This is real cinematic. I didn't know how how delicious wax is. (laughs) For inspiration. Yeah, so then the next number is Into the Groove. Again, very much just like the core, the, the tour. I said for this one, I was like, she sounds tired. Mm-hmm. And the dance breaks are better than, or the dance breaks are better than the singing. And she is shaking the ever-living hell out of that tambourine. There's a little moment that is so cute to me. That's like, because she does have like really choreographed spots that are, like you said, really good dance breaks. And then there's some other parts where she's not choreographed. And she does this thing where she like, she's being filmed from the back. And I love that she's wearing those like little kitten heels. They're not, yeah. like, they're yeah. like barely a heel and her legs look all skinny. Yeah. And she <laughs> she's like holding the microphone and like leaning it down. Like, oh, right, yeah. That oh, and yeah. she's like going, she's going, she's like kind of shimmying forward on her feet. And then she does these like two scoot jump backs to get to get back into place. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like like one of those things of like, oh, she should, yeah, you sh- she should have choreography. <laughs> it's really cute. It's like adorable, but it's, it's a little awkward. Yeah, and she's she's super cute in that performance. Like she's, it, it is a very. It's interesting. It was interesting to watch that, and then we take a giant leap. Yeah, in time. We, yeah, in the next one, just to see how she change right. as a performer even though she is seasoned at this point she's come off a tour yeah mm. she's but she's so comfortable in a stadium already yeah like, right like, like when you see that crowd it is so massive and she does not back down does yeah. is not intimidated she's into it yeah
weird to me is like how kind of like cluttered the stage is. Yeah. Like just the amount of people who are just standing on stage, like right. not even in the wings, <laughs> but just like standing on stage. Just standing on the side, around. Yeah. Roadies and stagehands and like people who just work there wearing like some sort of like, you know, lanyard with a pass. But just like standing there with <laughs> arm folded, just like chatting while this like performance is happening. Yeah. And at one point you see like, she like kind of dances down a little closer to the audience and there's like a security guard with his arms <laughs> folded. He's just yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's so massive. Like it, yeah. you can also, you can also tell how miserably hot it is outside. You can tell how buggy it is. Like the air, you can like see how air, how dense the air is. July 13th is my birthday. So I, I, I feel like that when it happened, I was like, Madonna's, yeah, showing up for my birthday party. <laughs> I feel like I may have watched some of this as well. In real time? I, yes, I, I feel huge. like I watched it in the in like my dorm in the common room. Mm. I think a lot of people were, were it was yeah. such a big, de- it was a big deal. I think that a lot of people, that there were other girls and they were watching. In, of Live Aid in general, I think that, like, I was very interested in watching Madonna, but, like, I think as, like, a kid, I didn't really care who the who was. Sure. Like, I was, like, <laughs> there was a lot of, of those acts that you read that wouldn't have been, like, on my radar. I wasn't in my who period, but I uh-huh. did have a who period. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately, Susie the Banshees didn't perform. No, I was deep into Susie at this point. In 1985, I was like, like really just like spellbound, like day and night. Oh, I was living oh, in my own oh, Hong Kong oh. garden. My friend. <laughs> The final one is Love Makes the World Go Round, and this is off of True Blue, which hadn't come out yet, so no one knew it. And this oh. one, you could tell she's very like winded by the start of it. It's not her best number. It's a fun song. But it does feel like a, I mean, it's, is this the last song on True Blue? I think it might be. Maybe. It, it feels like a kind of like a throwaway number on the album. You know what I mean? Just like a, here's one last thing. I think I read I, that it was kind of like the first song that she and Patrick Leonard wrote for it. He was okay. like, he was her keyboardist on the Virgin tour. He had just done the Jackson's Victory tour. And then she was like, I'm going to get that guy to play on my tour. And then I think that they decided to write Try together. Write songs together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know this song at all. I don't think I, if I had heard it, it, it had sure. been a really, really long time. So I, it, to me, it felt like, oh, this feels like a benefit song. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Didn't we have like a lot of more of a choir? We had more backup singers. There were more uh, for this number. There were more women singers. Yeah, people like uh, came on stage. Yeah, it definitely feels like a, a song that would be like written to be like, what's my version of like a Woodstock song? Yes, <laughs> like it felt sure. like a protest you, song, like make the not yeah. more they say. <laughs> yeah, we're using the word world a lot. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good perform. It's a good performance to go back and watch. Yeah, overall, like going back and watching it, I was like, I was sort of like reminded of the excitement of like early young Madonna when like she's still hungry. Yeah, 
And as you're saying, like, off the high of like, I think I might be the most famous woman in the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about that that is very, like, yeah, I don't know, like, charming. It's yeah. a weird way to put it, but like, oh, right, this sort of like young and hungry Madonna. We haven't, yeah, I mean, I, you know, she's young. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's so. I like it when she goes to the audience. She's like, you know, there's a lot of quote unquote stars up here on stage today. <laughs> so she's like acknowledging that like, yeah, I'm a I'm a big star now, but it's not <laughs> about that. It's about you, the audience. You'll know the answer to this question because I don't. Did she do any benefit concerts in the 90s? I don't think so. But or I don't... were there any? Like, I don't know I that there like, any, like, big of that nature, really. Yeah, I guess not. I guess the Beach. 90s were, like, golden. <laughs> she was not... Perfect. Yeah, the world was running really smoothly in the right. 90s. Right, we didn't... <laughs> nothing <laughs> went wrong. No one needed help. It was a great time. Oh, except for AIDS. Yeah, AIDS. <laughs> Malawi, was, Malawi was really doing well. Yeah. She didn't need to reach yeah. Malawi yet. She was not included in you in uh, Do They Know the It's Christmas or We Are the World. Right. But she was emerging at that time, but she was not on either of those. Well, Do They Know It's Christmas was an entirely British, I think. Yeah. So it wasn't a slight. No, no, no. That she was but on you, that one. But was it a slight that she wasn't on? Well, I mean, Cindy Lauper was. So, like, and they were sort of came up around yeah. the same. So, like, people knew who Madonna was. I feel like if, like, Kim Carnes was on it. <laughs> and where is she now uh -huh. <laughs> yeah i just feel i wonder if they asked her and she maybe she couldn't do it maybe it's scheduling or maybe she had pissed off quincy jones or who was she maybe. dating then sean penn it would have been oh yeah so lots of turmoil she was doing speed the plow she couldn't get out of it oh that's right she <laughs> she had her speed the plow contract i remember mm -hmm. that happening like the clip of it she's like i know what it's like to be wrong i've been wrong i don't know she has like some line of dialogue <laughs> to be bad yeah yeah i know what it's like to be bad i've been bad So what's the next one that she does? So the next one, we jump ahead, as we said, 20 years to Tsunami Aid, and that was January 15th, 2005. And that was a Tsunami Aid, a concert of hope, it was a worldwide benefit for the tsunami victims of the 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake. It was broadcast on NBC. It was hosted by George Clooney and included performances by Elton John, Sheryl Crow, Eric Clapton, Roger Waters, Diana Ross, and Madonna. And by the end of the broadcast, they had raised $5 million. I feel like a, a bunch of these are, a few of these are all from this sort of 2005-ish era, yeah. era, right? Like yeah, they, they kind one. of come back to back a little bit more. Yeah, mm -hmm. she, she, 2005 is her year of benefits. Giving back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she had just finished the reinvention tour four months before this, and the album Confessions on a Dance Floor would be released in November of that year, so in like mm. another 11 months. Okay, that's the, uh, that's that's the album and tour that I feel like the next two kind of like pull from after we mm. talk about Tsunami. This one, she sings Imagine, right? Yeah. Yes. And I think okay. it's just in a studio. Like, it doesn't seem like there's an audience. Yeah, it's in a small, it's in a studio. It's in like a smaller space. Mm. And she's sitting. Well, Imagine's not a real get up and dance kind of song. No, no. <laughs> I, I do think they make a fun arrangement of it. It sort of like has some like pulsating electronica sort of 
Right? What? Yeah, exactly. What if it were a, yeah, right, a that, banger. that's exactly what they do. What yeah. if they sped that up? Imagine there's the FIBA. It isn't hard to do. No hell below it and no religion too. Imagine all the people. Imagine there's no countries It isn't hard to do Nothing to kill or die for A new religion too Imagine all the And she likes to sing that song. She like she, she just oh, yeah she, she, she sang it on the reinvention tour. Oh, she did. So she's this is a favorite cover. What yeah. else does she cover in concerts? Not a lot of stuff. She not did a lot. The, not for a well. She did the like the Prince tribute when she sang Purple Rain and it didn't oh. go over very well. No, she did nothing think... compares to you. Wasn't that what she did? Oh, maybe. When I was watching this, I was I can't think of another time that I've ever seen her do a cover she's done this handful like she did fever she did american pie oh, okay i don't remember her american pie that's one that she made kind of dancier because it was in yeah. the well it's the william orbit coming off she was still like working like with william orbit. yeah yeah austin powersy mm-hmm. yeah so she's saying she's saying imagine all right she helped raise five million dollars good so yeah she looked great she yeah. looked elegant she looked very like serious yeah yeah, it was very serious. She was like, I'm very serious and I'm sitting. I'm a beetle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Paul, if you wanna get the band back together, I'm a van. <laughs> I, I know mean... we lost a very big part of the, the <laughs> four. <laughs> but I also have long hair and wear a beret sometimes. <laughs> I don't live in the Dakota, but I could. <laughs> I hope someday. So the next one is Live 8. That was also, yeah, it was on July 2nd of 2005. And Live 8 was a string of benefit con- concerts held simultaneously in London, Paris, Berlin, Rome, Philadelphia, Bari, Johannesburg, Moscow, Cornwall, and Edinburgh. It was, but even though it was the 20th anniversary of Live Aid, co-organizer Bob Geldof didn't see the event as the same, saying, this is not Live Aid 2. These concerts are the start point for the long walk to justice. The one way we can all make our voices heard in unison. Over a thousand musicians performed, including U2, Paul McCartney, Pink Floyd, Pete Dougherty, Elton John, Chris Martin, Stevie Wonder, Robbie Williams, The Pet Shop Boys, and Brian Wilson. And Ugh. before Madonna set, Bob Geldof brought out uh, Birhan Woldu. And back in 1985, she was like the famous starving child from the CBC News uh, report that prompted Geldof to organize Live Aid. And Geldof asked uh, Woldu which artist she wanted to appear with. And she chose Madonna because she said that's the only artist that she had heard of. Shame on everyone else.
Madonna was holding her hand when she was performing. Dragging oh. her around the stage. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was going to sing the like the solo in like a prayer. Right. I did too. Gospel solo. And I was yeah. like, well, she, don't She's bring her so out. She's so beautiful. Yeah. Like yeah, the, she, she was a beautiful, beautiful child. Yeah, and then in the middle of like a prayer, a guy just comes out and joins them as well. And I don't know who he was, but no one seemed bothered. <laughs> he also was holding a microphone. So I guess if you're holding a microphone, you can get on any stage. When it, when, when it starts and that choir starts, I was like, oh, this is a really good song. I was reminded how good that song is. Like a prayer? Yeah. Like that, just hearing the, like those opening notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a big choir, man. They sound fantastic. She goes into ray of light and then music. And I feel like this is where she has like dancers from her sticky and sweet tour. Yeah, this is where she mm-hmm. ditches the jacket. Mm-hmm. Takes a ray of light. Her arms are <laughs> full of Ashtanga striations. Sinew. Sinewy. Sinew plus. It's she's just like so toned. This is a small thing, but like her 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 shortest heel was in '85. Mm-hmm, for yeah. all of her other, for all of these other performances that we watch, she is yeah. in at heels. least four. And, inch, and yeah. in this one, she's in a she's kind of more a little more comfortable. She's in a block heel. Yeah, but she dances her fucking ass off in insane like a, heels and it's yeah. like a spike heel in the next one i think is like mm-hmm. it's crazy like, this one she's wearing like white sort of like flowy pants right she's yeah. she's in a in black boots with yeah everything yeah, yeah. else is, is white This one, while she's singing Ray of Light near the end, she, when she hits the high notes, that's when like two break dancers come out. Yes. So at this point, it's just right. her. She does a big scream. Yeah. yeah. Like she goes, ah! <laughs> And then the boys are spinning on their heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, hopping around on one palm, like, Like in a plank and one palm under you, and you just like bounce around in a circle a hundred times. Oh, their wrists today. What are they like now? Rich. (laughs) You think, yeah, breakdancers notoriously make a ton of money. They probably spent all that (laughs) that money already. It's a benefit. They probably were getting more than scale. You think she's like, guys, you're doing this for free. It's a benefit. She tells them. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing this for free and you're going to show up at 8 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) 
For music, there was a quote or there was a comment on YouTube on the performance. And I thought, oh, this, like, I really agree. I really agree with this. It says all three of her song of her songs at Live 8 were amazing performances. All the haters and doubters in 85 never expected her to grow into the artist that she is here. (laughs) And I think that is true. Although the music makes the people come together and music makes the bourgeoisie and the rebel, it was like 10 minutes of it. Yeah, it was. I liked it. I love that song. They bring the the whole choir element back into it in a way that I wasn't, you're not expecting because you don't associate that with like a prayer or living for love if you're still paying attention at that point but (laughs) you don't think of music as having like a choir and it it is very successful Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it becomes like a big party yeah yeah and i do love that song love it love the video for that song so good Okay, wait, I was, my mind was wandering when you were talking about what Live 8 was a chair, was a benefit for. It's called The Long Walk to Freedom, I think is what it's called. Okay. Or The Long Walk to Justice. Oh, it was, some, it was hunger. It's, it was it not like the, um. Another Bob Geldof idea. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's going to name it to rhyme with Live right. Aid, but then be very definitive that they're like not Defensive, related. Yeah, like, why do people think they're the yeah. same? You basically name them the same thing. One's a number and one's words. <laughs> oh, okay. So the live live aid was for the Ethiopian famine. So yes. live eight benefit concerts that took place. The G eight so poverty. The, poverty. Yeah. Po- uh, yeah. Make poverty history a global call to the action against poverty. Bob Geldof, a little insufferable, don't you think? Boomtown Rats. I don't like Mondays is all Tell he's me got. why I don't like Mondays. <laughs> like he's got his little benefit concerts and I don't like Mondays and I don't know. He's been called into, he's been accused of misappropriation. Oh, really? Uh, allegedly that he's, yeah. that Some of those funds didn't end oh, poverty in the world? Yeah, apparently not because people are still you poor. All these like, singers, literally you all these numbers, and there's still poverty. Yeah, doesn't yeah. add up. Doesn't add up, Bob. Yeah, nice car you have there, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? You're a, not living it, in poverty. Is, is that a Miata? <laughs> <laughs> He's zipping around in his Miata all around Dublin. Yeah, showing off. <laughs> And now, Madonna. All right, Live Earth is next, and that's just for the Earth. (laughs) Just for the Earth. (laughs) Just for the Earth. (laughs) Yeah. 
So Live Earth happened on July 2nd, 2007, and it had over 150 musical acts on 11 different locations. Sydney, Johannesburg, New Jersey, Rio de Janeiro, Antarctica, Tokyo, Kyoto, Shanghai, London, Hamburg, Washington, D.C., and Rome. And it was for climate change. And the artists who performed were The Police, Melissa Etheridge, Bon Jovi, Alicia Keys, Crowded House, Lenny Kravitz, Macy Gray, Enrique Iglesias, Shakira, Snoop Dogg, The Beastie Boys, The Black Eyed Peas, Damien Rice, David Gray, Genesis, Pussycat Dolls, James Blunt, Duran Duran, Keen, Metallica, and Madonna, who closed out the show at Wembley Stadium in London at 10.15 p.m. And she just starts with Hey You with the children's choir. Hey You is growing on me. Really? I was sort of disappointed this wasn't a cover of Pink Floyd's Hey You. Sure. You had high hopes. And then you're like, nope. (laughs) It's an original Madonna song. Yeah, I Music and lyrics by Madonna. Uh-huh. She's standing with a very wide stance. Did you guys notice yes. this? She's standing with, like feet are farther than shoulder width apart. Mm. And it kind of mm. reminded me of the exorcist when Reagan pees on the floor at the dinner party. <laughs> it does have that feel to it. You're right. Yeah. But then that didn't happen. But her body in the, like not to not to just talk about her body and be gross, but her body is fucking tight. In yeah, the, yeah, like and this she, is now we're she, up to that that black dress that you're talking about that reminds yes. you of. Yes, mm-hmm. she is so she is all sinew. She is just so she she's tiny and she looks so long mm-hmm. and those like heels. such a dancer. And those heels are Louboutins masquerading as yeah. character shoes. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you see the red bottom. She looks incredible in this and like this was my favorite performance. It's a really good little mini set. It's so successful, I think. It was so yeah. fucking good. Hey, you is the one she does. She does with the children's choir, and yeah. they come down during the bridge, and they all like make a line on stage, like their seasons of love. And then right. she tries to like, hey, you. I still think this is like her most cringy sort of like dumb song. Yeah. But she tries at one point. She's like trying to get everyone to do like an awkward like. Like it's not like a like it's not a rousing song, you know what I mean? Like no. she's trying to make it be like a pump you up kind of number, and it's not working. Like she's trying to get people to like clap along over their head, but it's not that kind of a number. There's a lyric in "Hey You" that's like funny to me because there, it contradicts itself. Okay. In one part, one part, it's like you must first love yourself, then you can love someone else. Like it's, yeah. there's an order to it. Like first you have to love yourself, and then you can love yourself someone else. Right. And then later in the song, she's like. If you can't love yourself, try to love someone else. I don't know. She's like a little like. <laughs> she's all over that the place work. lyrically. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the the choir. It was like a, oh, another another choir. But this time it was like the children of the damned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. Very British. Very British in, in school in the uniforms. Yeah. And some of them look like they're 17 and some of them are eight. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it's a real it's a real mixed bag. I did not like this song, but it didn't like it moved on ra- relatively quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First love yourself, then you can love someone else. If you can change someone else, then you have saved someone else. But you must first love yourself, then you can love someone else. If you can change someone else, And so then the kids go off stage and then she 
She basically does a mini set of confessions, like the next three numbers, Ray of Light and Lazo Bonita and Hung Up. She does them exactly as they were done on the confessions tour. And they're yeah. great. Was La Isla Bonita, that was an earlier song though, right, John? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. Okay. But she did but, it but on in the, the confession with those two guys again. Oh, I see. With the yeah. two Romani guys. Yeah. Yes. Eugene I love Eugene and Serge. I love I love them both. And I never knew that what that song was missing was like the shouting. Yeah. She just seemed like she was having so much fucking fun, and she—not that she didn't seem like she was having fun in the first in Hey You, but like she really just turned the fire on for this for this. Well, cover. Hey You is like such a message song that it feels like it's not about like having fun. It's about like, hey guys, we need to Hey You, we need to wake up. Yeah, and yeah. then it's and then she's like, oh, here are songs that are not that she just wrote. You know, what I mean, for yeah. Fun. There's Julie. I don't if you because John and I have just gone through all of these concert tours, she tends to in each tour and especially kind of Madame X is kind of like the whole show is like this, where there's a part of the tour that's usually like right after the halfway point where there's some sort of like campfire vibe. <laughs> she's like a traveling band of musicians and artists and poets. Poets and prophets <laughs> are coming out tonight. But um. And they, they have, a, has like a vibe where they like camp for the night and then their entertainment is each other. And they, you know, dance and sing for each other. And that's this, this La Isla Bonita is taken from that part of- uh, the Of the Confessions tour. And okay. I think she's really in her element when she's doing that. I think she looks like she's having the most fun in all of her tours when she gets to that part where it's just like, it's a big late night dance party around a fire kind of thing with, you know, right. local musicians and yeah, those two Romanian guys. Yeah, the all of the her communication, just like what, what I said in the in Live Aid, the communicate the on stage communication with the dancers mm. was just fantastic. Yeah, you can tell you can feel a rapport with them. Mm -hmm. Ab, abs even if it's even if it's just for the show, you you it it feels genuine and she's having she encourages the audience a lot like in the, in mm. these sets to uh hey motherfuckers is was it in this one yeah this was this all one. right you motherfuckers yeah <laughs> yeah all right uh, when she drags out the guitar and she called yeah she calls everybody uh motherfucker in ray of light and i don't think of ray of light in this way but she did feel like a, a kind of a bullying aerobics instructor mm -hmm. like yeah, with wants, the audience she was trying to make uh ray of light like a song where everyone jumps to right yeah. she was like i don't want to see you on the ground <laughs> jump jump and she's like really encouraging people to jump and i thought the dancers kind of looked like cater waiters at a guys and doll party <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, you know, they're like white ties, they're black, mm -hmm. black satin and white tie felt 
a little Sky Masterson. (laughs) (laughs) Or Cheesecake Strudel, sure. (laughs) Just a bit, just a bit. (laughs) A little Brooklynese with a cold. (laughs) But I loved it. Like, I thought it was fun. And, but yeah, I I think that if she were an exercise instructor, that she would probably be kind of bullying. Right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Like, do you want to take Madonna's spinning class? No. No. God, no. no, I don't. I don't want to like. I don't want to row with Madonna. I, I would want to dance with her. It'd be fun, like at a club. Like more of an aerobics. If, like, okay. In a dance circle, it would be fun. But like doing any take, kind of. Reps, I would take her yoga class. I would take her yoga class if she. You was, would excel mm, because be you were you you are uh, an Ashtangi. At one point, I was. Yeah, not anymore. Oh, what kind of yoga no, are you doing now? Okay. What are you it's doing? Not what it's not important. It's not important. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you back to Hatha? Are you doing Hatha yoga? You no more vinyasa I, oh, for you? What? Ayengar? Are you Ayengar? Are you, are you doing Aww. some Ayengar? Oh. How about Bikwam? Are you doing Bikwam? Oh, yeah, you doing some hot yoga? Some, some restorative, some restorative <laughs> yin oh, yoga. Oh, some nice, oh, nice. Gentle oh, flow. Nice. Gentle oh, flow. Gentle flow. You just do pigeon pose. <laughs> <laughs> Your knee's pigeon okay. Pose. <laughs> no more child's pose. So you do, you just do some shavasana. Yeah, I just do that thing where I just put my legs up the wall. Like, you know, like if you can't do yeah. Every night, every night, <laughs> Eric, I do it every night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't go to sleep without doing it. <laughs> I lay on my back with my knee, my legs in a butterfly position. <laughs> Soles my feet together. Heaven. Yeah. Oh, so and I'm like, that's my practice. That's my practice. <laughs> that's where I am today. <laughs> I'm going to be gentle with myself. Let's talk about Hope for Haiti. It's the final one. This is the final one. Hope for Haiti. This was on January 22nd, 2010. This was a global benefit for earthquake relief from the victims of the, uh, the January 12th earthquake that claimed about 200,000 people in uh, Haiti. It was yes. hosted by George Clooney, Wyclef Jean, and Anderson Cooper. It was the most widely distributed telethon in history and performers oh. includes Bruce Springsteen, Jennifer Hudson, Mary J. Blige, Shakira, Sting, Alicia Keys, Christina Aguilera, Dave Matthews, Neil Young, John Legend, Justin Timberlake, Stevie Wonder, Taylor know, Swift, yeah. Keith Urban, Cheryl Crow, Beyonce, Coldplay, Bono, The Edge, Jay-Z, Rihanna, and of course, Madonna. And this is after, yeah, this was a couple months after the Sticky and Sweet Tour had ended. Okay. And she just does like a prayer. I thought her voice sounded better on this than I've ever heard it, like on, on any of the, her other live performances. I thought yeah, her voice sounded, sounded really great.
Yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good version of it. I like that like you know when you hear the different versions of like a prayer and like they both have the same choir but you can hear that like the arrangements are slightly different. The mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. that there's like a choir conductor in this one. Yeah. Yeah. There's somebody directing the choir. Reminds me of reminded me of my high school choir director was Sally Dunlop. And she would do that thing at the end where you like you finish and like her backs to the audience. So she like she would hide her hands like so oh, that the audience you. could see, but you could see and she would be like, Good <laughs> job. And then she'd be like Smile, smile. Do you remember what you sang with uh, Miss Dunlop? I feel like we did. I was in jazz choir and mm -hmm. choir choir. Jazz choir you had to audition for. Oh. And we had to. Was there a dance part of it? No, there was no choreography, I don't think. Um, but we went on like a little choir tour with oh. the jazz choir. And then like a bunch of us like like to smoke cigarettes. And she would, before the tour, she was like, if anybody gets caught smoking cigarettes, you will be sent home from the tour. And then she like looked at me in April and she was like, it doesn't matter who you are or how much we like you. If you are caught smoking cigarettes, <laughs> oh. be sent home. And she was like looking directly at me, and I looked like I was like, I don't know what you're what? talking about. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I took the cigarette like, from behind your ear. And yeah. like... <laughs> I was like, I don't know why you're looking at me. And then, but we did totally you... did. We we totally did. Yeah, we were like, we couldn't. You didn't stopped. care. No. We were did you like sing a lot of solos or something like that? That she was just like, guys. No, it was more just like that we couldn't break the rules. I don't think um, I had any solos. I wasn't that, I'm not that good of a singer. I was just like- I'm sure that's not true. Mm. Were you in choir, John? <laughs> I wasn't. No, really? What? I'm no. surprised. And you are a good singer. Oh, pish. I did, <laughs> I was a little bit in grammar school, but I didn't like the teachers. My choir teacher in junior high had, a, I think she had a nervous breakdown and then became a therapist. Oh, that, I laughed. That's not oh. funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, she wasn't like, yeah, I guess it's, I didn't like her when she was my choir director. But then I, when I think back at it, it was like, oh, we were kind of, we were really a handful. We were not yeah. nice to her. Oh, I'm sure. I feel guilty. We can say, do you want to say a public apology right now? Miss Hutton. I'm so sorry because you really like I I will never forget Bar Talk because of you. What's Bar Talk? Is that a oh Bar Talk? Bella Bella Bar Talk. <laughs> You're talking about like, hey guys, let's let's uh get some, let's take a seat and pull up a chair for some Bar Talk. Yeah, yeah, that's like <laughs> uh, I sang the outro part in Boatman. Bar Talk um, with Julie Brister. What are you drinking? Is that a Negroni? <laughs> boatman, Boatman, hey there, Boatman, hurry, take me now. John, will you underscore Julie's apology with hey you? Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Best of luck to you, uh, Miss Hutton. Best of luck. Um, I hope you're doing well. Was it Lauren Hutton? 
No, but I saw Lauren Hutton once when I was on the bus on Houston, and her <laughs> skirt was tucked into her her panties. Oh no! Who and I, it was like I looked over. I was like, "That's Lauren Hutton, and that's her panties." No, I didn't say anything. And it was like it was like one of those random. She had just walked out of her building with her skirt tucked into her her like her oh. underwear, and then she had to get on the bus. No, I was on, the, like, I saw this on, on the oh, bus, you were like, on the going bus, down Houston. I was like, Lauren Hutton. And, and, and Lauren Hutton's butt. That's I don't have a story for everyone. <laughs> I don't know. You've done pretty good so far. <laughs> Cicely Tyson. Let's see. Rolodex, Rolodex, no. Rolodex. Um... Nope, nothing there. Nothing there. Nothing there. <laughs> Well, you're Liz Rosen. You're impersonating a Liz Rosenberg's assistant. I think is all the story that I need. <laughs> Does it have to qualify you for this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that is uh, that is the end of Madonna's uh, benefit performances. We did a really good job, you guys. I think we did. <laughs> I think so. I think we did. I think we did a thorough job. <laughs> thorough investigation. Yeah. Yeah. Though I, I mean, like benefit concerts have kind of. When was the last big one? Has there been one in a while? We there should bring, be. Like we need to bring it back. We need to bring some back. There are some bad things happening in the world, and we need to collectively raise some money. I can't believe that there's not that there wasn't one for COVID. Well, people couldn't come together for COVID. Yeah, I guess. Although, like, like I think they... it's, it makes sense to me, or it's not surprising to me that I think of the the one that was sort of least engaging was the words she sang "Imagine," and that's because like it was her in a studio. Like the other ones, part of the excitement is you just like look out at this crowd and you're like, oh my god, there's a hundred thousand people, you know, watching this performance. Like there's something about that that's so exciting, and then for COVID. Yeah, like I there think that, that people people saw this when Sondheim, the Stephen Sondheim internet debacle, you know, when they were doing the, that Sondheim oh, concert yeah, yeah, yeah. online mm -hmm. and it was such you a shit like, show. Patty basement. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that they looked at that and they're like, we can't be this dog and pony. It's <laughs> no, not worth it. Not worth it. Well, also because everyone can, because like, because we all have those cameras, like it doesn't feel special, you know what I mean? Like it just felt yeah. like a bunch of YouTube clips that someone put together. Yeah. That's exactly. I think that also that COVID, like all these, all these benefit concerts are all like those with more privilege getting together and helping those who are, who have less. And COVID like was such like affected everyone across the board that it, yeah. would, it would be hard to be like. Well, there was that video that they did of everyone singing Imagine. The Gal Gadot. Is that the one that Gal? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That and the, and look how the the reaction yeah. to that was so disastrous. Yeah, that was really embarrassing. I know somebody who I don't think listens to this. <laughs> I I know for a fact that they don't. But she, I don't know if she still has it, but had a boat at some point and would talk like has told me several times like how wonderful it was during the pandemic to like be a boat owner and i it like oh. it makes me so angry <laughs> like 
just like it was so wonderful to just like get on the boat and like just go and like the it was the waters were very empty and like we were just like no idea of how like dumb she sounds talking That's about shocking yeah. because i feel like no good comes to people who have boats that's mm-hmm. what I've like, heard, is that it's it, just a money suck. It is a total, total money suck, and it, it is a bringer of misery. The minute you buy a boat, you are telling the karmic world, come get me. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here, and I need to be taken down. I bought a boat. <laughs> yeah, you're about to, like, uh, life is about to slap you in the face a thousand times over. <laughs> and like voting in when back in the era where it was like necessary, like you know when I don't know boat travel like the Titanic. <laughs> no, like before that, like when you had to like for trade and stuff like that. Oh like sure, you to, sure. Like, or like whaling or fishing, mm-hmm. like whatever. Did people died all the time on boats? Constantly. Oh yeah. You know, Constantly. and where like your loved one would leave for two years. Yeah. Right. Or longer sometimes before you you just have no idea if they've survived or not. Do you think, is it just unspoken, the amount of gay sex that happened on boats? That's why the Navy has its reputation. (laughs) Because I don't believe that you go out for two years and you don't like be like, well, let's just try it. No, yeah, I think that- I need to put this somewhere. Yeah. I think Captain Hook- That's how I know beard. Yeah, like- (laughs) Too many hand jobs. Blackbeard, every pirate, and and the navy, of course. But I can't. Like, Ad, Admiral Farragut, um, Captain Ahab, Captain oh, Ahab. I'm trying to think of all my Captain naval Crunch. names. Captain Crunch, definitely. Mm-hmm. The skipper. Oh yeah, um, Captain Crunch had really good abs. That they were like, hey, settle, slow down on those crunches, <laughs> Captain. We're gonna look at you. <laughs> Julie, is there anything that you want to tell our listeners of like how they can find you or pay attention to something that you're doing? Or do you want to steer? This will be on the day after Thank Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have I am doing something the day before Thanksgiving. How did it, uh, how did it go? How did it go? <laughs> oh, it went great. <laughs> I, uh, every every I saw year, it. The, it was great. It was so fun. <laughs> every year I do the uh, the Thanksgiving feast show, and this year it's at the it's been at the Elysian for the last few years, and it'll be at the Elysian again this year, which is a a mono scene of a Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, fun! It's so much fun. And after that, you can follow me on. I still call it Twitter. I refuse to call it by its other name. Or you can follow me on other things. I'm at Brista Soldier. Would you have a heart a better time if they had changed Twitter to Madam X instead of just X? Mm. That is an interesting choice, but no, because. (laughs) At heart, Elon would be behind that change, and I hate him so much. I really hate his guts. I wish him misery, <laughs> failure. We just you don't have to go that Happy far. Just, just everybody. wish wish, <laughs> wish him a boat. I, I, I wish him a boat. Him, I wish him so many boats. And this, boats. On, on the day that we're doing this, there was a major eclipse. So words matter. Have power. Big wishes have power today. So oh my God, I gotta. We can gotta, all collectively get wish, your wish misery. Out. Yep. I'm, oh, I've already done it. I did it during the eclipse. I already burnt wow. my list. So all exciting. Right. 
All right. Thank you. This was super Thank fun. Thank you. This was so much fun. It was so much fun. We did it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you have comments or questions or just want to reach out to us, you can reach us at thecelebrationcelebration at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram account at the celebration celebration. Special thanks to Dynamo for our artwork. And if you could do us a lovely favor and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It really helps people find the show, and we appreciate it. And when you're reviewing us, just remember, we're not your bitch. Don't hang your shit on us. I know someone who worked for her. Who was an assistant mm-hmm. during like the Avita period? She worked uh-huh. for her for a year and signed an NDA, and she keeps to that NDA. I tell <laughs> you what, you can't get nothing out of her. But one time we were filming something, and I was short with her, and then I apologized, and she goes, "Oh please, I work for Madonna." I feel like Body of Evidence is probably like the movie that they show intimacy coordinators. Oh my God. As like, what, what to avoid. Right, here's the or test. Be here's like, your final like, test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you do in this situation to redirect where it's gone? <laughs> when was the last time you had Captain Crunch? <laughs>